So uh, here we are in this second episode of season three. Is between, it season between three or season elders? four? This is season three. I don't know, man. I think it's I, season. We'll call it season three. I don't know how long we've been And uh, between two elders, we have another elder. Oh. <laughs> we have a guest artist a with guest us who's going to be yeah. singing. What's he singing, Ben? I forgot. We told him beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot what our guest artist was going to perform for us on this podcast. Head and shoulders, knees and toes. Head, uh, I'm Father a little teapot. Abraham. Father, Father Abraham. Abraham. Uh, Sean, Pastor you. Sean is with us for a very specific reason, and that is that we have coming up, in the month of October, our Community Baptist Bible Institute class. Or we're just calling it Community Bible Institute. Or we just call it Community Institute. What are we calling it, Ben? I call it the BI. The BI. <laughs> the Bible Institute. So, <laughs> so we have our Bible Institute class coming up. And uh, it just so happens that uh, Pastor Sean, I almost called you Uncle Sean. That's what our kids call That's fine. That's fine, too. Um, Pastor Sean is going to be the one who's heading up this class uh, because... The class is on. Drum roll. Speaching Portuguese. No. <laughs> the class is on lead understanding biblical change. Well done. Yes. Is that understanding right? Understanding biblical change. Correct. Okay. Now, uh, Sean, Ben and I are going to ask you some questions, and we'd like you to answer them to the best of your ability. I'll have you know I had like five minutes to prepare for this. That's okay. Ben and I have been preparing for like two hours. So. <laughs> I know the questions. You know the questions. For you. Okay. We've been coming up with lots of questions. The first question that I sure. would like to ask is, why in the world would anybody care about biblical change? Like, do I really need to change as a person? Is that is that something that is normal in the Christian life? Is it something that should be expected in the Christian life? Mm. Is it possible? And Yeah, and is it is even possible, because sometimes I feel like I can't and what, change. What's the limit of that possibility? Wouldn't you say that there's a lot of people who would say, there's certain things I would like to change, but certain things I legitimately don't believe can change? Yeah, and one of the things I love about this podcast is we just gave you like six questions. You ought to be able to go for at least <laughs> you, 20 yeah, minutes on that right there. You ought to be able to just, just our pontificate. Give us your theology of sanctification now. But let's just let's just talk about this idea of change a little bit. Sure. And, and maybe um, why we would offer a class on this. On change. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think change change is a very clear indicator that there is something going on more than just faith. Uh, James tells us that faith without works is just simply, it's empty. It's a dead it, faith. It's yeah. a dead faith. And um, a very clear indicator that your faith is producing something is that there will be evidences of change, fruit. Hmm. And... So you asked the question, should you desire this? Well, I would say absolutely yes. The, uh, the heart of the believer should say that based on how he sees himself in Christ and in Christ in him, there should be a very clear desire to emulate Christ. And if you're looking to follow after Christ and you look at yourself, you should very obviously say, I need change. I need change, right? And that would be kind of true about every area of life. In my job, if I'm mm -hmm. looking at my job performance, I said, man, I've been doing the same job for 20 years, and I'm not any better at it. Right. There'd be problems, right? Right. And so we're looking at the Christian life, and we're saying, okay, as I live my life as a Christian and dwelt by the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, if I am living my life exposed to the Word of God and Shouldn't I expect change a little bit? Well, and this is kind of what's indicated even by the fact that when we confess our sins, we're admitting that there's something wrong, something that's true of my life that needs to be relinquished. There has to be, Lord, I, 
I don't want this to be the case of the way that I think or the way that I respond. Lord, forgive me. But again, going back, I, I think that there's so many people, uh, myself included at times, where in praying and confessing sins to the Lord, there is a belief deep down that says, I don't think this is ever going to be different than the way it is right mm. now. Yeah. So let's, let's, how, how do you think this class will help somebody, Sean, who says, I've been a Christian, there, I, I don't think I can change, or I am a Christian. Will this class help me understand what biblical change is? Mm-hmm. And, and you know? to what areas of life it applies? Yeah. Like yeah. What, mm-hmm. what possibility is there? Is it every area of my life? Yeah. Is it my thoughts or just my external actions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the worry? Is that just part of my personality or can my personality change? So you know? maybe, so let's, let's just, with all that in mind, let's just set the stage that somebody comes up and they say, hey, Pastor Sean, I hear you're kind of heading up. You're not doing all the teaching. We're going to tag team on some of the teaching, but you're kind of heading up this Bible Institute class we're doing this fall on understanding biblical change. Um, how, how can that help me? Like, like what is that? Wh- why should I take this class as a Christian? Sure. So I would say, first of all, this is not a class to come to figure out conformity. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not going to be giving you certain rules or adjustments to what you look like necessarily or how often you should do this or that. So or, we're not going to, we're not going to give them lists of things to do. Like here's yes. class one. Don't do this. Don't do yeah, this. You do should this. probably shave every day. Yeah. You're, the, you're the person. <laughs> I think that that would be good. Uh, that's a change. Quit wearing short sleeve, cover up them arms. <laughs> we're, we're good without that. This so, is okay. This so this is a change that would be, um, as Ben kind of pointed out, it would be an inward change that will, by the nature of inward change, will have some effects on how you live your life on the outside. It should, I yeah. should say. So we're not looking like for external conformity exactly. and unanimity and stuff like that. You're yes. this is a this is by the words influencing your life, a greater conformity to the image of Christ, yeah. which is the process of sanctification as yeah. we grow closer. So if someone come and said, "Why does this matter to me?" or "Can I actually change?" I would say yes. One, grace is available. Two, it's it's actually demanded of us hmm. that we don't remain the same, but that as we, from the moment of justification, we begin this process of ongoing, continual sanctification to our moment hmm. moment of glorification, and um, change looks different for everybody. Yeah, it right? does. it's not it's not going to be in this class. Even the people teaching it. Some of us are holier than others, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start yeah. with... Uh, well, I mean, you're between two of us. I am between two elders. So, I've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the standard that God is looking for is that we would love him more right. and that through that love, that, that love would chase sin out, right? And, 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 and as we're looking at this concept <laughs> of change, okay, so let's, let's dig in this. Let's, let's tease out, I would say, and meditate a little bit on this concept of genuine internal spiritual change mm-hmm. versus mm. uh, outward conformity. Because I think in a lot of ways people think um, spiritual change, the Christian life is all about, you know, before I got saved, I did this and did that and did this. But now that I got saved, now I'm a Christian, I don't do those things anymore. And that's mm. my spiritual change. But it actually goes far deeper than that. Let's talk about that just a little bit, okay? I would say, first of all, you're going to find that even one of the sessions, maybe two of the sessions, is going to be grounded in the fact that true biblical change is founded in the Bible, mm-hmm. and that you're you're not going to find 
this change anywhere really outside of your time in the word. Hmm. And um, so God really uses the word yes. through the spirit in us that was given to us as salvation to change mm-hmm. us. And, and I think one of the things that's interesting about biblical change is that as our internals change, so our, our behaviors change as well, but not because we're conforming to some sort of list of outward external rules necessarily, but because our heart is different and our love for God mm-hmm. is driving us in a direction towards Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and as the Holy Spirit is changing us. I think that th- there's there's a pressure in the Christian life to make certain things true about your about your heart and in your life. Interesting. But the, uh, the, the biblical picture of it is that there's no change that can happen by any particular program or effort. Rather, there has to be a supernatural work for every aspect of change that happens. In other, we're not going to change unless God does something in us. Yeah. But the means that he's given to enact that change mm-hmm. are to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ revealed in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And that's what Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 3 when mm-hmm. he contrasts the glory of God revealed to Moses, which under the old covenant the Israelites couldn't look at, versus the law of the Lord that we have through Jesus Christ, which as we gaze at it, um, becomes the means by which the power of God works a change in us from one degree of glory to the next. So as you said, and as Ben just said, it really is the word of God that we're leveraging mm. for biblical change. Yeah, it never ch- change never ha- happens apart from the word. Yeah, It's always in conjunction with it. Praying the word, singing the word, yes. hearing the word, reading the word. Okay, so... Which tell- is perhaps why people for many years of their life go... I maybe have outward conformity, hmm. but it doesn't seem to match up with what the Bible would actually say. Because we're not actually exposing because ourselves to the Word Because they're not exposing themselves to the Word, right? Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. so here's then the question in my mind as I'm thinking about this, is if that's the case, if the, wor- the Word is the means by which God changes us, then can I just be a part of the church and allow that change to take place passively? Or do I need to think about actively the process of biblical change? Mm-hmm. Is it something that I can harness to target areas of my life, like working out certain muscle groups in the gym? Yeah. Or is it just something that, hey, you just come be a Christian, live the best Christian life, be reading the word of God regularly, and just see what happens kind of a mm-hmm. thing? Do I need yeah. a class like this, really? Do I need to come and learn how to think about this? Well, I... Think, think about it this way. Paul tells us that the process is very much an individual process because it is a put-off, renew, put-on process in which no one else can do that for you. You can sit under the preaching of the Word on a weekly basis and be saturated with truth. That's a wonderful thing. That's, that's part of that process. But you are the one doing the laying aside and the adding, mm-hmm. and no one else can do that for you. By the, yeah. by the Spirit's work and by His grace, but it is your responsibility individually. Well, that's why you can have older people, potentially, who you, you could have somebody who's saved for 50 years and never reach spiritual maturity. That's mm-hmm. a real potential, isn't Correct. it? That's yeah. a real possibility. Right. Yeah. And we all have to guard against that because mm-hmm. we, can, we can look at in the world examples of people the book of Hebrews, the writer says, you ought to have been teachers by now. Sure. Yeah. And these are people who were not absenting from mm-hmm. the word of God entirely, but rather there is a commitment of the will to the process mm-hmm. actively yeah, that so is required. I'm going to use a word, and I'm, I'm going to use a word that will hopefully bring this all together as I've been listening to these great explanations of biblical change. And then I want to ask you 
kind of what people can expect to be a part of the class, the content of the class, and let you tell us about that a little bit. I think the word that we're kind of looking for is cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Cooperation mm-hmm. is that when I participate in and dedicate myself to the spiritual disciplines of the faith, right? And those disciplines would be things like reading the scripture, praying, um, gathering with God's people, listening to the word of God preached. When I, when I dedicate myself to those disciplines, it's not my dedication that's causing the change, but it is through my prayer, through mm-hmm. my Bible study, through my listening, through mm-hmm. my cooperation with what God is, with what God has revealed that the Holy Spirit does the work of change mm-hmm. in my life. And so if I don't expose myself to that, those agents that, and the, those, the means by which the agent of change the Holy Spirit uses to change me, if I don't discipline myself to expose myself to that, then the Holy Spirit's not going to do that work of change. Mm-hmm. It's not as though I can just come to church and by means of breathing the air in the building right. and just attending. I mean, how many times have we heard, I don't know why that person that person you know, walked away from the faith. They were in church every time the doors were open mm-hmm. as if just walking through the doors makes somebody sanctified rather than the cooperation of hearing, applying, obeying, and saying, Lord, as I dedicate myself to these disciplines so you will change me. And so it's a cooperation with the Holy Spirit in that way. Which, you know, is why, you know, a friend of our ministry and uh, uh, as in the room, you know, he always says hey, you can be as close to God as you want to be. Yep. And doesn't that just sum up the cooperation yep. and the, right. the mental engagement? Again, we're not breathing the air and assuming spiritual growth or even assuming spiritual growth because of longevity in the Christian mm-hmm. life. Yep. Yep. But rather... It's I'm giving myself to the means of grace which are here and available for me, yep. which God has given for spiritual change. Paul. Yeah, good friend of mine phrases this way from Second uh, Peter chapter one: before the list of all the virtues that should be added to your faith, is this little phrase about grace. Grace, it's made available for you to accomplish this, but he calls the accomplishing of those virtues grace-driven effort. Hmm. There is an effort on your part to do this knowing that it's only going to be accomplished by grace. Yeah. But don't forget that there is such a vital part to this equation, which is you participating with the Spirit's work by grace. Because really the two ditches we're trying to stay out of in this are the let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Like um, my my Christian growth has nothing to do with me. God's going to accomplish it. I can do whatever I want. God's going to grow me. Mm-hmm. Or the other side of legalism where it would be, if I do all these things, I am growing myself spiritually. And I can be accounted as holy and godly because of these mm-hmm. external markers rather than an inward conformity Which, that's right. Which I think we'll see in this class. There are very clear external markers. Yes. But they are clearly Ex- it's coming God's, from somewhere that's totally right. different than outward conformity. It's through cooperation with the Holy Spirit, right. I see Christ's righteousness displayed in my life, not my own righteousness growing. Yeah. Right. So let's um, let's segue that into, uh, which is a great transition, to what what can we expect to be a part of this class? Like, sure. What are some things that, that you say, you know, if someone takes this class, which I hope we have a full roster, because this is, it's like basics of the Christian life, basics of sanctification, mm-hmm. so helpful. What, what can they expect to be a part of the class? So my hope for this class class as I've been uh, slowly putting thoughts together 
is uh, and it could change, so don't hold me on this, okay? But oh, we're ask, gonna hold you ask to the it. Question of why? Once this is published, it's never changing. It's never changing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Once we publish, we Folks never change things. You're making a covenant with the syllabus here. <laughs> Guaranteed syllabus. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, so I, w- I would like to address the question of why. It might not take a whole session, but why? Why change? We kind of talked about that a little bit here, and even perhaps um, at some point, not just how how it applies to you but even how to communicate that change to others in your life um parents to children um i'm in the middle of that right now with a child trying to help mm-hmm. her understand that um it is possible for her to mm-hmm. actually change mm-hmm. by god's grace what hope that is right listen this is this is god's promise the promise mm-hmm. that, that God gives us in Philippians, the work which begun mm. at salvation will be completed. You know, he's going to keep working in you. Yeah. And that all stems from probably the first or second session, the gospel, our gospel foundation, which we build all of this biblical change from. Mm-hmm. That is stemming also from uh, the bond that we share in Christ found in Romans 5, Romans 6, mm. our union with Christ that enables us because without it, we would be, frankly, we'd be, we'd be like the rest of the world, yeah. seeking for ways to become better or bettering ourselves, not really expecting it to last too long mm. or to have good or lasting fruit. Our bond with Christ actually enables us to do that. Um, just fascinating studies there. And then um, a, perhaps a, a deeper explanation, we'll, we'll dive into the, the theology of... Um, progressive sanctification mm-hmm. from that bond, from that union. And that can be just a scary word for people. Progressive sanctification just means as I live my Christian life, mm-hmm. I'm slowly cooperating with the Holy Spirit to see the righteousness of Christ displayed in my life to a greater extent. Mm-hmm. My gradual growing righteousness displayed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then um, we'll, we'll introduce... Perhaps for some who've heard already, there's this uh, model that's born out of Scripture because we're referred to and compared to often to trees mm-hmm. in Scripture. And um, obviously any illustration breaks down, but this illustration seems to work well when dealing with um, the roots of our heart, who we are in the inside, um, our thinking, hmm. how that affects and changes our actions and how our beliefs affect um, the fruit that we see in our life. Yeah, and we see that all throughout the New Testament with fruits and good fruits, bad fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm 1, planted like a tree by rivers of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll work through some of that, some specific scenarios as well, uh, possibly towards the end of the class. Uh, then we're going to have a session or two just on the fact, or just, just on the topic of the Word, uh, realizing, as we've said already, that true Biblical change never happens apart from the Word. Hmm. So, w- once again, falling in love with it, realizing that you should be saturating your lives with it and understanding it mm-hmm. uh, so that change can be accomplished. Um, and then the hope is to perhaps address some specific ways in which um, certain sins in our lives can be dealt with in a biblical manner. Um I know we've all asked the question, how do I get rid of this sin? Yeah. How do I stop this? Or, man, this is, it controls my life or my thinking and what, you know, or, or not just something that I'm doing, something outside of me, you know, mm. some circumstance or 
um, something going on in the world to where I need to find a way to respond appropriately mm-hmm. to it, grow in this. And the Bible has a lot to say about that. And you know, I'm just so excited about this walking through this because I, I can't tell you how many times before these concepts of what you're talking about really clicked in my life. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I wondered, can I can I really change? Like, like mm-hmm. these sins that I see in my life, is there going to be a point where God can work through this in my heart? You know, is there any hope? And I think that really is a yeah. word that keeps coming up is that we yeah. have hope for change. And, and that's, uh, that's why we start with the gospel. Yeah. Because the go- without the gospel, think about everybody else who looks to change yeah. apart from the gospel is truly hopeless. There is no hope for lasting change. And, and <clears throat> the, the format's going to be Tuesday nights from... 7 to 8.30, and we'll take a 10-minute break, and there's really two 40-minute classes uh, for four Tuesdays in October. And if you come, Pastor Joe will give you ice cream. You'll bring yeah. ice cream for everybody, right? Well, what I was going to say is there's been a massive change happening right now, and Ben hasn't spoken in like well, five <laughs> minutes, which is <laughs> which is like a, a huge change for this podcast. And I don't understand that change, but... <laughs> I'm so thankful for the hope. <laughs> there's... <laughs> If if I can change, you can too. It, no, honestly, as fast. I'm sitting here thinking about this, digesting this, I'm I'm so thankful because I'm thinking about the what I trust myriad discipling ministries of our congregation yeah. in the lives of others, mm-hmm. and to not have to through a class like this, Lord willing, not have to be intimidated by the thought of influencing others for Christ, like yeah. to demystify that, to take away the scariness mm-hmm. of it, and to say, I know how to speak the truth in love to another believer yeah. such that they are equipped to take steps towards Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm wise or have the answers, but because I know how God has worked to change in my life. Yeah. And now I know how to use words. And that's an intimidating thing for a lot of people, you know, not everybody is naturally geared towards getting up in front of people or teaching a class, but for every Christian to be able to say, I have the confidence that I can look at my child, like you were talking about, or my brother, or my sister, or um, you know, my friend, or my coworker, or the person who sits in the pew next to me that we chat every week after the service. I know how to use God's truth to speak lovingly mm. to them, so that they have a better idea of how to change mm. towards Christ likeness. Man, and that is awesome. And this really is. I mean, w- wouldn't you agree, Sean? That this really is the foundation of Christian relationships, is it not? Because, I mean, how many of my Christian relationships, if not all of them, are based on this is what's happening in right. my heart. Th- yeah, this this is fellowship this, right here. This, this is, right. is our right. definition yeah, of fellowship. This is the foundation of is, Christian is, fellowship. Yeah. yeah, using this in the lives of other people and not yeah. just my own heart. That's yeah. what the church is. Leveraging what is happening already in your heart. I mean, how many times have we listen to someone else and heard what God has been doing in their lives and we actually see the change in their mm-hmm. lives. Yep. And that in my heart I'm going, man, I need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. I yep. need yeah. to be and that yeah. is, as you're saying, that is the sweet communion and fellowship that we share in Christ together. Um wonderful yeah. opportunity to grow, not just personally, but ca- as we were saying, Ben, counsel yourself mm-hmm. these th- through these tr- truths, mm-hmm. but then be able to be prepared, equipped, and able to counsel others mm-hmm. through this process yeah. of biblical change. I'm excited about this class. It's really awesome. And I think, I think more than, um, I think this class really hits one of the foundational truths of the relationships between people and the, re- and the personal walk with God. 
Um, you this know, is a Christian life skill. It, it Every is Christian a needs basic this. Christian mm-hmm. life skill, and I think it hits that more than one that we've offered any that we've really offered in the past this way. A basic Christian life skills of of knowing how the Bible impacts my life, how I can change more like Him. Because I think if we were to ask on a Sunday morning, which might be helpful to do, how many of you have something in your life that you'd like to see changed spiritually? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how many of you don't raise your hand now are are wondering how that's ever going to happen. Yeah, well, there's great discouragement, actually. Yeah, well, it, you, it, you can live in discouragement yeah. to think, I've always been this way, mm-hmm. I'll never change, or it's just been so incredibly gradual. And yeah. But it's sweet to look back so after you've grown and gone, wow, God changed me through yeah. his word. How do people so sign up? How do they? How do, do people sign up? Uh, at the information center on a Sunday morning. Everybody text Sean right now. <laughs> yes. If you, if you take your phone out Pastor right now. Pastor Sean, I'm it, in. That's all you need to say. He'll know what that means. There will be an email that goes out with more information in the sign-up sheet, and there will also be a sign-up sheet on the information center. And uh, and everybody who signs up will, um, I think everybody who takes this class will be encouraged. In their I think they will walk away with something profitable and edifying for their Christian life. That will be, I agree. continue to be useful their whole Christian life. That's we right. never outgrow these things. Yeah. It's awesome. Very good. So they need to be there. So if you're listening, this includes you. You need to be there. It's going to be a great time. Understanding biblical change. And, uh, and, and understanding biblical change in ice cream. Yeah, and, and ice cream. But if there's not ice <laughs> it's cream, gonna happen. But if if we decide to change it at the last minute, and I'm saying enough cream, time so that you feel the pressure to make it happen. Though, if there's not ice cream, <laughs> you will still be blessed. Be Don't blessed. leave me hopeless through this. Bring the ice cream. You know, I've I've tried to wrap this up on a positive note every time. You guys are ruining it. Be there, or be unchanged. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> say no more. I think we'll leave it there. 